Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I get the sense 24 hours plus later, the aftermath of the Garrett Cole news will continue. And the trickle-down effect will continue amongst New York Yankee fans knowing the nine-year commitment is there, knowing the 300-plus million-dollar commitment it's there. The Yankees now catapult themselves into being, I think, the Vegas favorites to go and win the 2020 World Series. And I was surprised yesterday, quite frankly. You know, sometimes you come back, you do a show, you reflect a little bit. That was one of those nights for me last night because it was eventful. There was a whole lot to process. I was kind of riding this high, this euphoria, whatever you want to call it. I was feeling really, really good. But as I'm driving back and I'm cranking music, because it was one of those days where you're riding the ultimate high doing a show, you get great news about one of your teams that you love, but then when you come out of here, you almost got to, like, go from 100 to zero in a gradual way. So I went with a little music early, and then, okay, I'm unwinding. I'm about to go to bed. And I was surprised, quite frankly. How many Yankee fans called the show yesterday unhappy about the news? It kind of blows my mind, to be honest with you. Now, majority of the Yankee fans that I know, friends, colleagues, you name it, they're thrilled because Garrett Cole is one of the best pitchers in all baseball. This is a Yankee team that hasn't won a World Series championship since 2009. It has been a long time coming since the Yankees, for their standard, have had one of those parades down at Canyon of Heroes. They haven't had that difference-making starting pitcher. They are the New York freaking Yankees. I know there's a lot of chatter about, well, what are you going to do down the line with Aaron Judge? And what are you going to do down the line with Gleyber Torres? These guys are years away from free agency. They are years away. The Yankees as a franchise have been knocking and knocking and knocking at that door. Folks, you can't have it both ways. You want to get a guy as good as Garrett Cole, you got to pony up. You got to pay up. And I did a little research on a lot of the big money contracts that had been handed out to under 30 free agent aces. And I guess baseballreference.com put this together. Somebody tweeted out. I don't know where I got it. But it's a great graphic. And basically... It's the top pitchers under 30 entering free agency by wins above replacement in the previous season. It's going all the way back to 1976. Out of the 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 pitchers on that list, seven have gone on to win the World Series. I would say... 12 or 13 on that list ended up having really good runs for their team. The only guy that probably did not, well, actually, Till. Carl Pavano, one we'd like to forget. 
the American Idol. Mike Hampton being the other, leaving the Mets and going to the Colorado Rockies. But aside from that, you're looking at CC Sabathia. You're looking at Max Scherzer. You're looking at Doug Drabeck. You're looking at John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, Justin Amifield. This contract will, in my estimation, work out for the Yankees and then some. If Garrett Cole is dominant for five or six years, they go on and they win at least one World Series championship, and he's a big part of it. Think about the pressure he's taken off your bullpen. Think about the pressure he's taken off your lineup. I think if you're a Yankee fan, you should be in a much better frame of mind. You should be in a much better place knowing that Garrett Cole's a Yankee. And how about Scott Boris? You know, you think about last year's narrative with free agency. What was the narrative with last year's free agency? Nobody wanted to sign Bryce Harper. Nobody wanted to sign Manny Machado. These guys went beyond Christmas, beyond New Year's, into February, waiting to find new teams. You were sitting there after the Super Bowl, for goodness sake, saying, geez, where the hell is Machado going? Where the hell is Harper going? And I think some wondered, would that carry over into this year's free agent crop? Well, I think we got our answer. A big fat N-O. And... It must be nice to be Scott Boris, as you have now locked up your three big clients in the span of a couple of days out in San Diego. It started with Steven Strasburg on Monday getting a big money deal. Then, of course, the Yankees doing what they need to do, signing Garrett Cole, record-setting $300-plus million contract. But the last big fish that Scott Boris had to deal with was one Anthony Rendon. And if you're a Mets fan, Knowing how Anthony Rendon has killed you over the years. I'm sure many Mets fans, the Atlanta Brave fan, the Philadelphia Philly fan, was very happy to hear that the Anaheim Angels took a good chunk of the money that maybe they were planning on giving Garrett Cole. They pivot, and now Anthony Rendon will be the apple of their eye. And look, we all saw what Rendon is capable of doing last year and especially in the postseason. He is a money player. He is a clutch player. He is a tremendous defender. He puts the bat on the ball. And his presence on a team that already has the best player in the sport in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, who is this sensation that needs to stay on the field but is a very exciting player. I know from my standpoint, as a guy who tries to find that late night team to watch, The Angels are that much more appealing by adding a guy like Anthony Rendon into their lineup. That is absolutely true. I think Rendon will go there and he will play well. He's a damn good player. But the Angels continue to be a franchise that whiffs and misses on starting pitching. How many times have the Angels done this, it feels like, over the last 10 years with a big free agent bat from Albert Pujols to Justin Upton Now we're seeing it with Anthony Rendon. Sooner or later, you need to find some answers within your pitching department. That is why Mike Trout, amongst many other reasons, has been the best player in the sport hands down. And yet, even with having this dominant edge day in and day out, the Angels have been to the postseason just one time in Mike Trout's tenure. 
Angels should not be stopping with Anthony Rendon. Their pitching staff, whether it's Hung Jin Ryu, whether it's making a trade for David Price, whatever they need to do, they need to get themselves some high-quality starting pitching. But the interesting element to watch now is the Angels, I think, are better. I still don't buy the idea that they're one of the four best teams in the American League. I think they got a lot of work to do. They're not better than the Yankees. They're not better than the Astros. I wouldn't even argue that they're better than the Tampa Bay Rays. Or a team like the Minnesota Twins, if the Twins could figure out what they're going to do when they're pitching. The Angels are more fun. I'm not sure they're necessarily that much better. But what's fascinating is now the race for Josh Donaldson takes a very interesting turn because you have two teams atop the NL in the NL East, the Nationals, the reigning World Series champs. They just lost arguably one of their best hitters. They're 1A to Juan Soto. They're in on Josh Donaldson as a replacement for Rendon. On the flip side, you have the Atlanta Braves, who have won back-to-back division titles. We saw how terrific Donaldson was for that team down the stretch of the year. They want to bring him back. Texas, who thought they maybe were going to sign Anthony Rendon, they might be in on Josh Donaldson. So again, the big player this offseason is cashing in. And where Donaldson ends up could potentially alter the balance of power in the NL East. It could. You put him in Washington, it might be a status quo move for them as they try to make another run at a World Series. The Braves, they bring him back with the moves that they made in trying to tweak what's going on with the rest of their team. They may think that they're poised to win a third straight division title. And then you have the New York Mets who make a move on Wednesday. A marginal move, to say the least, in signing that back-end starting pitcher that we all thought they'd be after. And no, his name is not Rick Porcello. The name that the Mets ultimately end up targeting is Michael Waka, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals. And if you told me the Mets signed Michael Waka a year ago, I think it would have looked far more appealing. But I dug a little deeper. You know I'm on this analytics kick these days. I'm Johnny New Age. I'm JJ Analytics, whatever you want to call it. I feel like I have embraced the analytics in a way that I have never embraced them before. They are now like a resource for me. As a guy who was always very old school, I always respected the analytics. I've always found myself in the middle, but I'm doing it more and more and more. It's really becoming an addiction. It's a problem. But if you look at Michael Walker's stats from an analytics standpoint, a lot of those advanced stats that many teams are valuing now in this day and age, they're brutal over the last four years. They're absolutely brutal, including 2018, where Waka actually, from an ERA standpoint, pitched pretty well. Strikeouts are down, and I guess the hope for the Mets is that he can channel what we saw in 2013, 2014, 2015. Because when he came on the scene with the St. Louis Cardinals, I think many people thought he was going to be a big star in the league. That he was going to be a guy that was amongst the best pitchers in all baseball. It has not gone in that direction for Michael Waka. I, for one, would have preferred the Mets make a run at Rick Porcello. To me, Rick Porcello is a better pitcher than Michael Waka. He's proven it. He's done it on the big stage. 
as recently as 2018 in big spots for the Red Sox. He's an every-other-year type of guy, and he's coming off a down year. I think he's going to give you a good year in 2020. That won't be the move for Brody. What it will be is yet another CAA client finding their way to the New York Mets. Lukewarm about the idea of Michael Walker. $3 million, not the end of the world. But if you're expecting the Walker of 2013, think again. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.